We are allegedly live as my wife dumps coffee grounds into the trash can and yells at you and yells at me. Gentlemen, whatever you do, don't use the coffee machine to make coffee. I don't know why either, but don't do it. You're going to get yelled at. Y'all forbid you use the coffee machine to make coffee. And as a result, there's coffee grounds in the coffee machine. Unacceptable. What's up, B. Sandring? Shalom to everybody in the chat. It is the 12th of February, 2024, the day after the Uber bowel. I didn't watch it. I don't know about it. I'm not going to talk about it. I don't care about it. If you're in the chat and you have questions about it, don't care. I don't. I Bread and circuses, homie. Now, if that's your particular flavor, bread and circuses, good for you. I don't care. I, I, I'm not even entirely sure who was playing, and I like it that way. But we are going to talk about Vladimir Putin. That's my kind of bread and circuses. I like the geopolitics, world leaders. Um, do I like them? No, but I, I guess I should say I pay attention to them. We're going to talk about Vladimir Putin. Uh, we're going to talk about an active shooter. Uh, I, can you say that shit on YouTube and demonetize? We're going to talk about a bad actor at uh, Lakewood Church. I'm not advocating violence, anybody. I am advocating you have an everyday carry and you know how to use it, though. Um, we're going to talk about some shenanigans at Osteen's uh, Lakewood Church. And we're going to talk about leaders of blood on an airplane that flew out of a man's face that a lot of the conspiracy nuts are starting to, I, we'll just say it's on their radar. You know, I find it interesting that between parts of airplanes flying off of airplanes and people's faces exploding with liters of blood, why does anybody get on airplanes anymore? Oh yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, we'll get there. We'll get there. Of course, if you are unfortunate enough to have stumbled onto this channel for the first time and you'd like to see more of this retardation, you can subscribe, ring the little bell icon, do all of those things. You may find I'm not your cup of tea, and I'm okay with that. And if you're okay with that, we're good. Um, bye. You're my cup. Oh, I'm your cup of tea, even though I had the audacity to make coffee in the coffee machine? <sighs> Yeah, I love you. Okay. All right. High five. All right. Good. We're good. All right, gentlemen, you can make coffee in the coffee pot again. Um, the show, of course, is brought to you by the creator of the universe, Yahuwah, your Elohim, the Lord, your God. The fine people over at Patreon, link in the description, who are the economic engine of the Bear Nation. And, of course, this company that I love to shill for, um, you may have heard of them, Refuge Medical. Dot com and you're probably asking yourself how did refuge get you bear to shill for them and it's a crazy story the answer is i own the company and i started it in my barn that's how yeah everybody else you see on the internet shilling for refuge um no they're 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 professional shills me i just had the audacity to start a small business in my barn and save like 117 people's lives to date with our kits praise yeah now, let's talk about the Putin interview. Okay, Bear. All right, good talk, everybody. Teresa Jukwitsk. Jukwitsk. I can never, the Polish names always get me. The Polish, um, Greek names. Jukwitsk. 
Yeah, but see, it looks like Wix, but a lot of times it's pronounced like Wheeze. That yeah, you can't, you can't do it. You can't. Fair Independent Brief, 12 February 2024, in the midst of monsoon season in eastern Oklahoma, in a recent interview that you might have seen. <coughs> Water. Let's start over, shall we? And take two. Fair Independent Brief, 12 February 2024, in a recent interview that has since reverberated across the geopolitical landscape, Russian President Vladimir Putin seems to find a platform with prominent conservative U.S. journalist Tucker Carlson, the darling of the right. As a reminder, Carlson was fired from a little platform called Fox News in April and has since formed his own platform, which, if you Google Tucker Carlson website, the big tech, they don't want you to find it. It's not the top result. It's not in the top 10 results. You got to scroll for it. Yeah, they do that. It's a, it's not shadow banning, but it's just a form of throttling traffic. Ask me how I know. Now, I'm no Tucker, as you may have noticed. Uh, my hair is not nearly as good. Um, the right doesn't like me nearly as much. I don't have the kind of funding or popularity that that guy has. But I know personally that that's a method that is used to keep people from landing on your website. Oh, is Dud here? Mm-hmm. Is Dud talking trash in the comments? <laughs> The cloud poof, and he said Putin. Like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> it was cute. Ha. The two hour exchange unfolded into a strategic maneuver to advance Putin's narrative on the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. Putin, by the way, you guys asked for this brief uh, on the uh, Friday show of last week, and so here we are doing it because. It may not seem like it. Mostly it's because of my inability to perform in a professional manner. But I am actually here to try and deliver value to y'all because I love and appreciate the Bear Nation. And so you asked, we answered. This is the Putin brief. Putin characterized the resolution of the invasion of Ukraine as, quote, simple and seemed to push his agenda through Carlson's platform. With past commentary from Carlson downplaying the conflict and advocating for American withdrawal from supporting Ukraine, their objectives may have been more aligned than not. Throughout the interview, Putin emphasized domestic issues facing the United States, suggesting that halting weapons supplies to Ukraine could be a solution to the conflict. Uh, no, the copper goat, no baby yet. We are on baby watch, though. Yeah. So like a watch, like a tornado watch, like a watch is when you think it's going to happen. A warning is we've confirmed <laughs> that there is at least one baby on the ground spinning at a high rate of speed. So no spinning babies, no spinning babies yet, <laughs> but we are in baby watch mode. Uh, my wife has delivered anywhere from like five weeks early to, with one out, to within one hour of her predicted delivery date. So crapshoot. Uh, unrelated, you may not know this, but there is a product at Refuge Medical called the Baby Bucket, and it's not a bucket for putting babies birthing in. Bucket. Birthing bucket. Thank you. Not That's why I'm glad bucket. you're here. It's not a bucket. We don't put babies in buckets. <laughs> no babies in buckets. Um, do you use an oxygen absorber for that? Mylar food grade bucket? I don't know. Um, it's a birthing bucket, and it's designed for uh, if you think you might have a baby. Um, in an austere environment, or like me, you live rurally in the sticks and the hospital's not close, um, I'm going to have to like 
completely reprogram my my mental folds in my brain because I've called it a baby bucket the entire time <laughs> that product has existed. It's not a baby it's bucket. It's a baby birthing bucket. That thank you. Yeah. Baby, baby, the triple B. Yeah. The triple B. All right. So now I need you to get Triple H Hunter Hurst Helmsley to pimp the triple B <laughs> on the social media uh marketing um campaign. Okay. Uh-huh. That'll get on that. Triple H, triple B, make it happen. Um but anyway, we have this thing called the baby birthing bucket, not the baby long-term storage bucket. And uh, we have uh, a brother and sister who over the weekend used it to deliver baby number six because uh, like, not their sixth baby, uh, our sixth bucket baby. Right. Because um, they also live rurally. They live out in the sticks far away from the hospital. And so just I'm just throwing this out there. Um, we will be picking ours up from Refuge Medical today because uh, uh, both a baby birthing bucket and a postpartum bucket. Because, yeah, what happens in SHTF when somebody gets pregnant and you have to deliver a baby? You get a baby birthing bucket and a postpartum bucket. But also what happens in like 2024 if your crazy ass moved from north of Dallas to the sticks in eastern Oklahoma and the hospital's not close? Yeah, get a baby birthing bucket and a postpartum bucket. So there you go. Uh, uh, excuse me. Way cooler than Putin. Let's be honest. There are velociraptors on my front porch. So uh, Putin told Carlson that maybe the United States no longer funding Ukraine would be good domestically for the United States. We could use some of that money here uh, to solve some of the domestic issues in the Estados Unidos, which is both true. And also downplays, uh, that's a really good political shot across the bow because it downplays the Biden's administration's performance thus far. And it feeds into all the criticism that the right has had against the Biden administration over the last three or so years. That very, very political. That was a good, that was like a one, one precision sniper round. Woof. Do I agree with them? This is not going to be a brief about whether or not I agree with Putin or Tucker Carlson. This is going to be a brief about what did they say and and what impact does that have on us? What performance, LOL, says Bjarg. I agree. I agree, Bjarg. Let's see. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Carlson, notably refraining from challenging Putin's assertions, allowed the Russian president to dictate the narrative unopposed as he called U.S. military for support, military support for Ukraine a provocation and said, do the United States need this? What for? Thousands of miles away from your national territory. Don't you have anything better to do? You've issues on the border, issues with migration, issues with the national debt. You have nothing better to do, so you should fight Ukraine. Wouldn't it be better to negotiate with Russia? Make an agreement. Already understanding the situation that is developing today, realizing that Russia will fight for its interests to the end, end quote. <clears throat> yeah, uh, all that's accurate. Putin, um, or I'm sorry, Carlson has gotten a lot of pushback from certain commentators saying that he should have pushed Putin harder. Um, given the circumstances, I kind of understand why Carlson didn't go as hard as maybe some people thought that he might have wanted to. Because Putin... First of all, there's a matter of respect there. You're talking to the president, air quote, 
he's about as much the president of Russia as Biden is the president of the United States of America. But that is, there is a power dynamic there that shouldn't be, uh, shouldn't go unrecognized. Also, people have lots of happy accidents in Russia all the time, all the time. It's like, um, you know, this, remember the steel dossier and Russian collusion that uh, the Clintons were pushing, Hillary was pushing, saying that Trump was in bed with the Russians, when in fact it's the Democratic Party that's been in bed with the Russians and clearly the Ukrainians where taxpayer money is being laundered through Ukraine and then somehow finding its way back here in the United States, funding the DNC, Democratic National Committee, confirmed. That's not conjecture, that's confirmed. Yeah, um, but it's almost like Hillary took a, took a page out of Putin's playbook as far as people having happy accidents. Did you guys see uh, Epstein's brother? Yeah, we're totally getting pulled today. Patreon.com, links in the description. I'll probably be over there after they nuke the channel today. Um, did you see, I think it was Mark Epstein is his name, released the coroner's report on Jeffrey and uh, the litigature, litigature, lit, litigature, marks, the marks on his neck uh, are not consistent with somebody who hung himself, hanged himself. Additionally, the pooling of blood in his legs and buttocks is not consistent with somebody who would have been hanging and had pools, had blood pooling in their extremities. Yeah. And uh, the broken vertebrae in his neck are not consistent with somebody who would have hanged themselves either. How interesting. So it's almost like somebody took a garrote, came up behind him, strangled him out with a wire uh, because the litigature marks are low on his neck and go around uniformly around the back of his neck rather than high on his neck and go up around towards the ears. So it's almost like somebody choked him out with a wire and then he died. And then they go, oh, yeah, look, asphyxiation from a rope. He hung himself. Imagine that, fluster cluck. Imagine that. Coincidence, I'm sure. But uh, my point here is that Putin has a long history of people having happy accidents after uh, displeasing conversations with him, much like the Clintons. And it could be because Hillary Clinton is on record as saying that her favorite book of all time is Rules for Radicals by Saul Alinsky, um, which is like a bunch of communist propaganda. And Putin came out of a literal communist system. Interesting. But yeah, Russian collusion. Trump's in bed with the Russians. Okay. Ebola. What the? Oh, warrior messiah. We're getting there. Don't worry. Shall we keep reading? Yes, we shall, man. All right, roger that. Putin also said, if you really want to stop fighting, you need to stop supplying weapons. It will be over within a few weeks. That's it. And then we can agree on some terms. Before you do that, stop. Yeah. It's... This interview was a win for Putin. It's hard to disagree with him on anything that he said, knowing that he's a politician and uh, very crafty. We'll just use that word, very crafty. What else did Putin put forward in this interview? He asserted that the CIA blew up the Nord Stream pipelines. And when uh, Tucker pressed him for evidence of that, he said the evidence wouldn't matter. Nobody would accept it anyway. What's uh, interesting with that is... Um, that's something that we've been saying for, what, a year now? I don't know. I don't know. Somebody said uh, the live stream's gone. No. Mama T. Oh, I'm still here. Okay, cool. Cool. I'm getting some buffering. Might be on my end. Yeah, we'll see. 
we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Links in the description, patreon.com, search for Barry Independent. And the world is changing more rapidly than it did, quote, during the collapse of the Roman Empire. Ah, Sir John Glubb, The Fate of Empires, 250-year cycles. Interesting. And that, quote, the United States controls all the world's media and many European media. End quote. True. There was a book written decades ago called uh, Rule by Secrecy by Jim Mars, M-A-R-R-S, Jim Mars, and uh, really tenacious journalism in that book. Well-researched, well-documented, great book. He also wrote a book called uh, Alien Agenda. He wrote a book called Crossfire, which became the basis for Oliver Stone's movie JFK. He wrote another book called Above Top Secret. He's written many books. He's now since passed, but... Um, you should read that book, Rule by Secrecy, that documents the interconnectedness of the uh, banking system and the media system and the military industrial complex with um, those of the Red Shield. The, the Red Shield people, Red Shield, Rothschild, those, those people, you know who I'm talking about? Okay, those guys. Um, yeah, super interesting. And at, in that book, I think was written in the 90s, question mark? At the time, six men, six controlled 98% of all the world's media. And they did that by either owning the company that produced the media or sitting on the board of the other five companies that produced the media. So they were all interconnected. So... We need to go help the Red Shield folks. Mm. Help is a strong word. I mean, we could help them with certain things like end-of-life care. You know, nursing. That's what I'm talking about. Nursing, hospice, that kind of stuff. Um, so, yes, the media is controlled by a small cabal of people. Interesting. Who'd thought? The Russian president also implied that the U.S. political system is essentially run by the elite, not a genuine democracy. You think? Right, when also, again, there's that term. We're not supposed to be a genuine democracy. We're supposed to be a genuine representative republic. But the political systems in the United States of America, just it's like Velcro. Just rip it. Just, just rip it. There you go. Good job. Um, yeah, American politics is run by the elite. Another key implication to note again is that there is no point in the U.S. aiding Ukraine with weapons and funding, as all it will do will prolong the war. I'm of this opinion. Zelensky's current top general is of the opinion, defensive posture only. A lot of analysts are of the opinion, we're just delaying the inevitable now in Ukraine. And, um... Zelensky allegedly needs to raise another 500,000 troops to be able to go on to the offensive again, according to his current new top general. The other guy got fired. I can't remember their names. It's like probably Vladimir. And that guy said, essentially, hey, man, we need another half a million people. And they 
that aid the leadership in Ukraine are reticent to raise another half a million people because the military-aged males that haven't been killed in war have been paying their way to get out of the draft, just leaving uh, old men and very young men to fight the war. And they don't really want to be shining light on that right now. So it's not looking good for the Ukrainians. Um, yeah, it says essentially every military analyst at this point. Best Russian accent ever. Thanks, JC Fixer. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Criticism has been both swift and sharp towards Carlson for his apparent complicity in providing a platform for Putin's propaganda. Yeah, uh, what's-her-face called him a useful idiot. Hillary called him a useful idiot, which is interesting, uh, especially given the context. Um, I think if we just put ourselves in Tucker's shoes, I think it was a good interview for Tucker, honestly. I think he got away with what he could get away with. He didn't push the envelope too much. He's gotten a ton of press out of this. And frankly, even if it's propaganda, we all got to hear Putin's side of the story here as if Putin is a less reliable source than the American government is, right? Like everybody has their biases. Everybody has their agendas. Everybody lies. Um, so at least we get to hear what Putin wanted us to hear about this conflict. Now, was he being truthful? Eh, I don't know. I thought it was hilarious and sad. The special news briefing that Biden gave 7.45 p.m. on this past Sunday, not yesterday, but this, whenever it was, the Sunday that the, uh, maybe it wasn't a Sunday, the day that the Putin interview dropped, Biden is a flailing, inept old man. Forget the fact that he's evil for a moment, because he's, he's evil. That dude is a straight-up pedophile. But his mental faculties are gone gone. And if you just compare contrast Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. against Vladimir Putin, that it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Also, unrelated, I'm kind of of the opinion we should bring back the uh, concept of champions. My country wants to fight your country. Now, we could all array ourselves for battle out on this field, get all dressed up, and go to war. Or, you pick your champion, I'll pick my champion, and whoever loses got to go home. David and Goliath kind of situation, right? Um, we would lose terribly, but if you were to put Putin and Biden in a ring, other than there's a there's a <laughs> chance, and it's not a small chance, that Biden's actually a robot. And if they could reprogram that robot with some, like, jujitsu and some Krav Maga, there's a chance. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when Putin starts doing all those crazy Spetsnaz moves on um, 300 punches a minute. That's that's what those guys are into. Mm -hmm. 300 punches a minute, man. That's, uh, what is that, five a second? That sounds about like this. About like that, except they're punches. Punches, kicks, knees, elbows, strikes. 300 strikes a minute. More like weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, Biden couldn't find the ring by himself. I know, it would be terrible. I'm just saying, like, maybe if we really want to avoid global conflict in the future, we just, so what we do is, like, we get Dana White from the UFC involved. 
We get Joe Rogan as a commentator. We get Dudley out there, a handful of other people. Um, and that that's like the panel of judges, right? And then each country, um, we, we have a treaty, right? And so here's the terms I want. Here's the terms you want. We're going to negotiate. And we come at an impasse. I'm like, all right, champions. You pick your champion. I'll pick my champion. We put them in the ring. And uh, whoever wins, they get the more beneficial terms of their trade contract or whatever, whatever, whatever. And down the road, like maybe this contract is a 72-month contract. Okay, cool. Um, well, at the end of 72 months, it's time to renegotiate the contract. Champions again, right? And then this is how we solve global trade and, and global power struggles. Um, could you imagine like Kim Jong-un in the ring? Like, yeah, I, th I think this has huge potential. Um, or somebody violates the terms of their treaty. Like you got Macron over there in France crying about NATO. Okay. And in this corner, Emmanuel Macron. And in this corner, Donald J. Trump. Ah! Right? And it's like, ding, ding, ding. And Trump's is like, hey, what's going on anyway? I beat him. I beat him. He cried like a little girl. He's dead. Oh, my goodness. Totally dead. That's what you do. This is, <laughs> this is Sparta. Exactly, Trail Seeker. Exactly. I'm just recommending a certain course of action that maybe the world should consider here. So, what are we, what, are we getting throttled over there again? No, I've had like eight ads already. Dude, I don't know what's up with the ads, by the way. Uh, not in charge of the ads. No, um, no, it's just like, it's not every 30 minutes. Yeah, it's supposed to be set to one ad every 30 minutes, which is the lowest level you can set ads to on a live stream on YouTube. And that apparently does El No Worko. Mm -hmm. S No El Worko O. Um, so, and even if I demonetized the, the live stream, they would still run ads on it, but then the algorithm wouldn't touch it. So it's like... You know, YouTube sucks. Yeah. Here we are. It's 2024. YouTube sucks. We yeah. all know this. Bear, you should be on Rumble. I am. You should be on Patreon. Shall we continue? Yes, we shall, Bear. All right. Do-do-do. Do-do-do. The interview appeared to be a calculated move by Putin to sway Republican support away from Ukraine and towards prioritizing internal matters. By framing the conflict as a distraction from pressing domestic concerns, Putin aimed to erode international backing for Ukraine while bolstering his own position. Also, France, Poland, Germany. So little thing going on right now with um, farmers spraying literal shit on Capitol buildings and in downtown areas. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are like, we stand with the farmers. And I like farmers. I like food that comes up out of the ground. But why are they rioting? They're rioting because money that should have gone to subsidize farmers has now gone to subsidize illegal immigrants and social welfare programs. I, I know I might be crazy, borderline anarcho-capitalism, but just hear me out. Maybe we don't give taxpayer dollars to anybody. Maybe that's, maybe that's the move that we make. Maybe we don't subsidize the existence of anybody, including politicians. Anybody. I know. I know. I know there are American farmers right now. But without the subsidies, you know, we'd go bankrupt. 
Yeah, and we're using high nitrogen monocropping that's you know sprayed and paid for by Monsanto, and you're in debt to both John Deere and the banks, and it's a shitty situation. Maybe Proverbs 22.7 is real. The rich rule over the poor, and a borrower is a slave to the lender. So maybe we just don't give anybody a subsidy for existing. But diesel fuel is so high. I know my shit runs on diesel too. I'm aware. Nobody subsidizes my diesel. Nobody subsidizes what we do with our ministries. FEMA spends billions of dollars a year and praise Yah, Grindstone Ministries is freaking broke. You know why we're broke? Because you guys rock and you support us at grindstoneministries.com. And then we take that money and we go do good things with it. And the good thing we're doing right now is we're building a restoration facility for juvenile human trafficking survivors. And the war chest is itty bitty right now, which is good because the creator of the universe didn't convict you to give us a $10 bill so that we could look at it in the bank account. The money's not there to look at in the bank account. The money's there to spend to do good things. But FEMA already exists and has a budget in the range of tens of billions of dollars. Human trafficking is overseen depending on where you are, you know, even federally, by the Attorney General, by uh, the Department of Homeland Security and HSI, Homeland Security Investigations, and then all the different state organizations who think they want a piece of the pie. We're talking tens of billions of dollars in budget, hundreds of thousands of individuals. And we, you and I, brothers and sisters, still have to be the one to go do something about this with no government funding whatsoever. So I understand maybe the subsidies make it a little bit easier, but I'm probably the wrong person to bitch about the fact that the government isn't, is no longer subsidizing my existence because they don't subsidize any of the shit that we do either. Well, it's really important if we don't have food that comes out of the ground, people die. Well, first of all, define food. Is what we're growing even food anymore? Second of all, just wipe the slate clean. Make the playing field flat for everybody. Everybody. And see, if you reduce the subsidies all the way around, you can, in theory, reduce the taxation all the way around as well, which puts more money in people's pockets, which means you can now charge what your product is worth without having to be subsidized because the world will die without Kellogg's cornflakes. Bullshit. Bullshit. Just saying. I'm just, I'm just. What are you saying? Bullshit. I said bullshit, sweetheart. So, how's that for a diatribe? You guys like that? Yeah. Full-blown double ads this time, YouTube tax. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I pay, um, I think it's $10 a month for YouTube premium, which is an ad-free experience. And I'm not recommending that you give $10 a month to Google because Google owns YouTube and Alphabet owns Google and <laughs> who owns Alphabet? Mm, the Central Intelligence Agency. Where did they get that idea from? They got it from the Nazis. Let's say every word that we can during this particular live stream, I'm going to get a text from Monica that's like, hey, you got 19 channel strikes on that one live stream. <laughs> they got the idea from that from the SS, and the SS during World War II in Germany wanted a way to fund their shenanigans outside of the oversight of the uh, federal government in Germany. 
And so the SS formed more than 750 relationships with existing or new businesses where each business pledged to give a portion of their proceeds to the party, to the SS, to fund black ops. And while Bill Donovan of the OSS, Office of Strategic Services, was like, this is an incredible system you've got set up here. And then I believe it was Truman was like, yo, Wild Bill, how about we do even more clandestine shenanigans? And he was like, that sounds great. I love covert ops, but how are we going to pay for them? And he's like, I got an idea. We start some businesses or we co-opt existing businesses. And then we funnel just a little bit of the revenue from each business into a slush fund over here, a black account that's outside of congressional oversight. And then we can do whatever the hell we want to do. And that's what they do. And I... I am trying to learn from history and do the same thing, but righteously by forming strategic partnerships with Grindstone Ministries and Caleb House, that people who are out there who want to commit a small portion of their overall revenue to doing righteous shenanigans, righteous hood rat shit, making sure that bad shit happens to bad people instead of bad shit happening to good people. Like, let's flip that on its ear, turn the tables on that. And then we have this conglomeration of righteousness that's outside of congressional oversight and purview where we can do whatever the hell we want to do for good for the preservation of life to rescue and restore kiddos and go help the widow and orphan in their time of need after their house gets schwacked by a tornado. But that's how that shit works. That's how you fund black ops. Okay. And for all those with ears to hear, Oh no, the world's getting crazy. Did you see the anti-militia bill that's coming? What are we going to do? Did you hear what I just said? How do we fund, equip, train, motivate a crew of people? Strategic partnerships. Strap par. Strategic partnerships. Which goes back to networking, which goes back to people, which goes back to lone wolves will die when inserts, uh, external stimulus here happens. Strategic partnerships. You have to have strategic partnerships with people. Period. The end. Okay? Because when you do, oh man, the power and authority that you can bring to bear for righteousness and for the preservation of life far exceeds the power and authority that you can bring to bear by your lonesome as a one-off. Okay? Bjarg, working on it. That's good. Bjarg, I don't know why every time I look at the camera today, I see your name, Bjarg. Today's your day, Bjarg. I don't know what you got going on. I don't You're know. Holland. Holland, of course. You don't get BJ in a name. But don't, we're not even, get your brain out of the gutter. But there's no Bjarg sound in another language. Yeah. Right? Like Holland, Sweden, maybe, Norway, up there, Scandinavia-ish, right? Bjarg. I don't know why, Bjarg, but you're on the radar today. So everybody lift up Bjarg in prayer. I don't know what Bjarg's going through or what they got going on, but for whatever reason, today's your day, Bjarg. <clears throat> Continuing. Let's see. Putin aimed to erode international backing for Ukraine while bolstering his own position. Most notably, Putin put forth historical reinterpretations that favored Russian claims over Ukraine's legitimacy, starting all the way back in 800-ish AD, which was a wise move for him. It made Putin look smart. He may be smart. He may be well rehearsed, but it made him look smart 
and it offered a lot of legitimacy to the claims that he was making. Mitch Morris, shalom, bro. Do 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 do. While some believe the interview is a Kremlin PR stunt to maintain domestic support amid international isolation, others interpret it as a signal of Putin's aggressive intention towards Ukraine. It's all of the above. This is something you will learn as you continue in your life to ascend in power, however you define power. Do not do one thing. When you do a thing, it should, it should have cascading positive effects, a minimum, in a minimum of, of two directions, in a minimum of two courses of action, <clears throat> if not multiple courses of action. So it, it can, see, people want to say, well, it was this, it was that. It, it can be all of the above. If you're operating at that level, it should be all of the above. You look at Refuge Medical. What does Refuge do? Well, so we support American manufacturing. So we keep mon money internally in our economy. We employ brothers and sisters. And so we're creating an opportunity to earn for brothers and sisters in the faith. We produce the best first aid kits on planet Earth. So other good people are going to live, therefore evangelize for us and our, our brand, which feeds back into that loop. We provide training. And because we provide training, we also get trained by badasses in the industry so that we get training and they get training. We can now provide first aid kits and training to all of the people in our mutual assistance group at like next to no cost because we built the infrastructure to do that for others. Right. So we can use that internally for our own benefit. It produces revenue that allows us to support whatever we want to support, like Caleb House, Grindstone Ministries, mutual assistance group, uh, whatever. Right. So it checks like minimum six boxes. Oh, the building is a building. Right. There's real property there that holds wealth over time. So that's box number seven. Plus, it's a venue for if we want to have a training or we want to have a get together or we want a fellowship or whatever. Okay, so there's box number eight, right? Sometimes I park Grindstone Ministries equipment there because we don't have another place to park it. There's box number nine. You see what I mean? So like when you do a thing, especially as you continue to ascend in power, you don't want to do a thing that accomplishes one thing unless it's critical, super duper critical. Then you're laser focused on this one thing. But generally speaking, it can be, it should be all of the above. So saying that Putin's uh, interview, the motivation was this. Yeah, that's accurate. But it was not this. No, that's inaccurate. It's all of the above. It's all of the above. When you enter into a situation like that, part of why you want to control as many of the parameters as possible is because you want to have a net positive effect on as many of the outcomes, the courses of actions as possible. Tracking? Tracking? You guys getting it? Alex Toder, what's up, bro? <clears throat> do, 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 do. Despite ongoing geopolitical maneuvering, the conflict persists with ramifications extending beyond regional borders. Perhaps most notably, though, as calls for accountability and journalistic integrity mount, the interview acts as a reminder of the power dynamics at play in the realm of international media and diplomacy. Manipulation of information. Remember that very, very few people are going to have the appropriate mindset, heart set, skill set to sit in front of this rectangle and feed you truth to the best of their ability as they understand it. 
the vast majority of people have an agenda. My agenda is to try and provide value to you so you can operate in times of uncertainty to be the light and to perpetuate normalcy for the people that you love. That's my agenda. That's why I'm here. That's why I give you the option to jump off the video at the end of the video when we discuss the value exchange, because I don't want this to be profiteering, right? Most people, even people who have like super popular podcasts and stuff, the reason they do the podcast is they pick a subject matter that will get a certain subset of the population to tune in and hold their interest so that they can populate ads throughout that podcast to generate revenue. Now, I'm all for generating revenue. I'm a yay capitalism guy. I just do that at the end of the show so that you can choose to leave if you want to. And if you choose to support, that's okay. You can do that too, right? It, it's the balls in your court with that. But some of the most popular podcasts and YouTube channels and everything that's there, the whole reason they exist is to serve as a platform for advertising that generates revenue, to increase revenue, to build up the value of the agency, organization, company, so that they can extract profit and extract capital from you. They're holding your attention for a period of time so that they can sprinkle in their advertisements in there so that you will transact with them. The next time you're listening to a podcast, remember that. Me, I fast forward through the ads on podcasts. That's what I do. Uh, but if it's somebody that I have genuine rapport with, that's brought me a lot of value, it's not um, transactional, it's relational. Because all good sales are relational. If you make it transactional, you feed me intelligence or you feed me information and then you make an ask for me to support whatever you want me to support or you force me to listen through, sit through your advertisements, that's transactional. right? And we both know it going into this. Uh, relational is different. Relational is let me try and provide as much value to you as possible. When I make an ask, then you can consider whether or not you want to participate in that ask. I'd much prefer to do it that way. Because just from a business standpoint, you're weeding out like the 90% of people who are just curious and don't want to do business with you in the first place. So what is your, your CAC? Your cost of acquisition is now much lower because you don't have to sort through nine out of 10 people who don't want to actually do business with you. What's your LTV, your lifetime value? Much higher because the people that you've got into your ecosystem now to do business with you actually want to be there. Imagine that. And it's all predicated on delivering value in a relational aspect rather than uh, it being informational, transactional. See what I mean? Chicken Farmer Plus. And if you're fortunate enough to actually have a relationship with TJ, is it a blessing that the Father has deemed necessary for you both? Well, bless you, brother. Bless you. So, yeah. Always remember, manipulation of information. That's, that's a thing, right? Um, the media can't tell you what to think, but they can tell you what to think about. Remember that. And a lot of people consider themselves to be well-informed in that they have uh, they have a take on or at least familiarity with all of the storylines that are out there that are being spoken about. And therefore, they consider themselves well-informed. What they miss is uh, the vast majority of these storylines have been produced 
to fill up your bandwidth of your ability to think so that you are completely uninformed and don't have the bandwidth to even think about this other thing over here. That if people knew about this other thing over here, that would be the actual story, right? Yeah, it's a diversionary tactic. Get you focused on this thing. I know all about the jab. I know all about homemade chicken eggs. I know all about pick a thing. I, what's happening in Ukraine? No, the real news is the thing that nobody's talking about. So remember that with media, the media can't tell you what to think, but they can and do tell you what to think about. So just because you're well informed with all the, the news stories of the day doesn't mean that's all of the news. Tracking? Tracking. Manipulation of information and erosion of democratic values on the global stage both have real consequences. Now, that's my take on the Putin interview. Of course, that's there's a write-up on that on Patreon. Let's see, we're 45 minutes deep into this, uh, whatever we're calling this. <clears throat> so, uh, briefly, I suppose. Female suspect behind Lakewood Church shooting killed, according to the police. From RT, the assailant was shot dead by two off-duty officers, the top law enforcement official said. The attacker who opened fire inside a, packaged, a packed evangelical Christian church in Houston, Texas on Sunday was a woman who entered the building with a young child, police said on Sunday. They confirmed that the shooter was killed at the scene by off-duty officers. The female suspect entered Lakewood Church around 1.53 p.m. local time. Now, it's interesting that this article is saying that it's packed. My understanding is that this was in between services, and so that it could have been much worse if it was during uh, the service. So, uh, female entered 1.53 p.m. local time wearing a trench coat and a backpack and armed with a long rifle. Most rifles are long, so that's interesting. It's an interesting phrase. By the way... If you are on your church's security team and somebody walks through with a long trench coat, a backpack, and it looks like they're holding a rifle, this is not the, in my opinion, uh, hey, let's go talk to this person and see what they got going on. This is guns out, guns up, issue commands immediately type situation. Um, and I just want to point this out. I don't, we don't know the motivations behind this shooter. Probably somebody who is very troubled possibly radicalized by who yeah well go to your pantry get a uh get a can of alphabet soup open it dump it into a pot heat it up and the first three letters that boil to the top that's probably who okay um do they even make alphabet soup anymore yeah they do okay good good to know um it was a man trans okay troubled all right here's my point if this is happening at Lakewood Church, which holds uh, 45,000 people, all my brothers and sisters out there with your home churches, your small assemblies, your small churches, you guys and girls need to be on your toes. You need to have a plan, a plan, and you need to drill the plan more than well, Bill's here, and he's got his CCW, and Zeb's over here, and he was a sheriff's deputy back in 1988, so we're good. Like, no, you need a plan. I'm just, you have to have a plan. 
Who's in charge of what? Who watches the entrances and the exits? What are we looking for when somebody walks in here? Because this is a church. This is a place of worship. We want people to be able to meet the creator and the son when they walk through this door. But if they come in here with hate in their hearts, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. What's our plan to make sure that this weapon will not prosper? Okay. And if they get some rounds off, do we have a med plan? Do we have medical equipment? Do we know how to use that medical equipment? Who's going to call 911? Do we know where we are? Am I on the north side or the south side of the sanctuary? What's the average EMS response time in this town on a Sunday morning? Can we do basic March stuff, massive bleeding airway, respiratory circulation, head injury, hypothermia, everything else, to keep a casualty alive? Do we know how to shoot, move, communicate? Can we even shoot our weapons? Well, Bill's got a CCW. Can he shoot it? Because in the state that I live in, you take your CCW test at five and seven yards on a target that's three foot wide and five foot high. But can you make hits on that bad person on the other side of the sanctuary with your handgun? And if all you're carrying today is your Ruger LCP in 380 that's got a tiny little grip and tiny little sights, and you got shit in your shorts because it's time to actually use it, can you hit with that platform 20, 30, 40, 50, 80 yards away? Right? Probably not. So what's the plan there? So you need to you need to be wargaming these things, brothers and sisters. That's why I bring this up. I care less about the details of what happened at Joel Osteen's church and more about, I think, unfortunately, we're going to see more of this. A prophetically from a spiritual standpoint b physically we have more bad actors here and c socioeconomic geopolitical tensions that we have here in the united states of america and d we're coming up on an election year and there's a certain party here that doesn't want anybody to be armed with anything and they'll make hay out of this they will 100 make hay out of this especially in places like Houston that might be in Texas, but that doesn't mean it's red. So for all those reasons, you need a plan. You got to drill that plan and you need to have standards for the people who are on your church security team. Can you shoot? Can you move? Can you communicate? Can you sustain? Can you render aid? What's the plan? Do we need a PSD for the pastor? I would prefer the pastor strapped because the pastor can see the back of the room. Somebody comes walking in here and he's not supposed to be here. And then Matthew said, so anyway, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Hey, we're going to need to clean up in the center aisle over here. You would kill somebody in the house of God. You should read your Bible. 100 percent 100 we in the torah portion we just read and if somebody commits murder you will take that person even from my altar in the temple to stand justice yep okay so lastly leaders of blood the thing that got my wife uh my wife's attention this morning from the blaze media Absolute horror. This is the headline. A 63-year-old man loses, quote, liters of blood from mouth and nose before dying aboard a Lufthansa flight. Now, I don't know who this 63-year-old man was, 
But based upon the description of what happened here, see, so Patrick Martin in the chat, some people are saying Ebola. It could have also been poison, especially if it was poison that was inhaled, you know, through his maxillofacial region, his nose and mouth. Rapid decompression sickness, says Sway. It could be a lot of things. We don't know. But there's there's this undercurrent of tinfoil going on right now. People saying, patient zero, Ebola, it's coming to a town near you. Maybe. I don't know. Ebola scared my, my wife on the other side of the room. Look at the screen. She just goes like this. <laughs> We've had Ebola scares before. I don't know. My guess is Roman is selling a whole bunch of gas masks at Mirror Safety today. That's my guess. Um, however, shall we read? A 63-year-old man reportedly died while on a Lufthansa flight earlier this week traveling from Bangkok to Munich. The man lost liters of blood in a scene that horrified those aboard the flight, according to the New York Post. The unidentified man who passed away boarded the flight on Thursday with his wife. Passengers Martin and Karen Misfelder, who sat diagonal from the man, told Blick, I don't know who Blick is, told Blick, I, oh, that's a newspaper, told Blick that the man looked unwell and he initially got on the plane, when he initially got on the plane. Karen said the man had cold sweats and was breathing much too quickly, according to a translation of the interview. Why do we breathe much too quickly? Because our oxygenation of our blood is low. So we, that increases respiratory rate. So something was going on there. Dude, systemic issue. Could have been altitude sickness. Could have been poison. Could have been Ebola. Could have been could have been lots of things. Was he wearing a mask? Not that I can see uh, Patrick Martin. Let's see. Though the man's wife said he did not look well because they had to hurry to catch the flight... The man's symptoms still worried the crew. Even though the flight crew was worried about the man, they allowed him to remain on the flight. But Karen, who is a nursing specialist at the University Hospital in Switzerland, told Blick that her worries about the man persisted. She suggested that a physician should check on the man. Following the request, the plane's captain spoke to the man, according to the Daily Mail. Karen said, quote, he then called for a doctor over the loudspeaker and a young, around 30-year-old man from Poland with poor English looked at the German, end quote. However, so German man, Lufthansa flight from Bangkok to where was it? Munich. Munich. München. However, the physician did not appear to do much more than take the man's pulse and ask how he was feeling. Shortly after, the man's health became worse. They gave him a little chamomile tea, but he had already spit blood into the bag that his wife held out to him. And then the blood flowed from the man's nose and mouth. The man reportedly lost liters of blood, some of which landed on the walls of the aircraft. Now, liters is an interesting description because the average, define average adult human being, has roughly five-ish liters of blood in them. If you've ever come to class, you're aware of this. This is the portion of the class where we talk about blood loss and the uh, physiological effects of blood loss and uh, you know hypovolemic shock, the stages of hypovolemic shock reversible, um, irreversible hypovolemic shock, etc. And so if the average adult has five liters of blood in their body and this guy lost liters, that would be at least two liters of blood. 
he, he's right there in the beginning stages of irreversible hypovolemic shock. Okay. Where did all that blood come from? Now, so the head bleeds a lot. But there's not like, other than your jugulars, right, which is on the side of your neck, running oxygenated blood up to your brain. There's not a lot of like major blood vessels in the maxillofacial region. Like, you know, in your legs, you've got two tubes. If you make a fist and stick your thumb up and look at your thumb, that's the diameter of your femoral artery. That's why we want to keep our femoral arteries intact, right? Because if you get a leak in this hose, you'll die super quick. And by the way, the March algorithm is set up based upon time, time to death, the things we got to deal with first. That's why we deal with massive bleeding first, then airway and respiratory. Possibly the lungs flushed your cluck farms. Yeah. So you've got the brachial trunk in here. So if he was having spillover from that, the heart and the, the highways, the arteries and possibly veins, I don't know. I didn't autopsy this guy into the lungs and he was respirating blood. That could explain some of the breathing symptoms and then out. This is bad news, man. It's, I don't. Liters of blood is an interesting phrase that they're using. That's a lot of blood. It's a significant amount of blood. Get a, a two-liter soda bottle or a half a gallon of milk and dump it out on the ground and look at it. That's how much blood allegedly came out of this dude's face. Possibly severe dengue. Exactly, Newman Chan. We just don't know. <laughs> David Hosfield says, my wife has an essential oil for that. Possible. Probable. I know I do. Yeah. For sure. Upper GI bleed, pulmonary hemorrhage. We don't know. But it's weird. That's for sure. Martin went on to say that the situation was an absolute horror, adding that everyone was screaming. And while the flight crew tried to resuscitate the man, the plane remained dead quiet, according to Karen. Reports noted that the flight had departed from Bangkok International Airport at 12.07 a.m. before diverting back amid the chaos involving the man. Karen went on to tell Blick that the man who had then passed, who had by then passed away, was moved into the galley as the plane landed back at the airport. The man's death on the plane was confirmed by Lufthansa. So, could this man from Germany be a prominent figure to somebody who, for whatever reason, alphabet soup-wise, no longer continued to needed to continue to breathe? Yeah. And that shit happens more than people think that it does. Unless they're our kind of people. And then you see, like, every suspicious death is like, the NSA wanted them for questioning. And then they, you know, puke face blood on the Lufthansa flight. Not everything is the cabal. But a lot of things are the cabal. Um, so it could be that. A one-off. It could be dengue fever or Ebola from freaking China or Southeast Asia or Africa. Who did he work for? Exactly, Militant Roots. I don't know the man's name. And there's probably a reason for that because you don't have to be like an absolute computer ninja to, to start doing OSINT. You know the man's name? There's, that's a, the name is a good thread to tug. We've got a name and a location. That's that's enough in a lot of cases. 
which is probably what and they'll say well the name's man has the, the name of the man hasn't been released uh, in consideration for the family yep but also so that all the OSINT ninjas out there can't start digging so leaders of blood be and the lack of uh, maintenance that we've been getting reports in from the Bear Nation on and parts of planes blowing off of planes while they're in midair and now people, you know, face puking liters of blood. Meh, I'm good. I'll drive. I'm, I'm, I will super duper drive to place. Uh, let's be honest. I don't want to get my butthole fingered by the TSA because I don't look good in orange and that shit's just not going to happen without some kind of reciprocity. So, um, yeah. If you want to get on an airplane, go for it. Me, I'm good. And that's the brief for today. One hour long. You're welcome. I appreciate you, Bear Nation. If you are one of those people that jumps off when it's time to discuss the value exchange, this is your polite invitation to beat feet. Skedaddle. Get out of here. Have a blessed day. Shalom. For everybody else, here we go. Now, remember, if you're not subscribed, maybe you ought to be subscribed. If you enjoyed this hour of your life, if it seems beneficial to you that maybe we should do this again sometime, you know, subscribe, ring the little bell icon, do all those YouTube things. Also, share the show with somebody you love. Okay. Okay. Next, um, all the links to all these things are in the description down below. Patreon this morning, we discussed freeze drying. What's up, Brady Pow? Bye, big brother. Shalom. I, for real. Have a great day, man. Do your thing. Get on with you. Um, we uh, we discussed freeze drying today uh, with my wife because she is the de facto subject matter expert on um, freeze drying around here. So yeah, that video is up on Patreon. Uh, if you guys want to check it out, it's ten bucks a month. It's the best ten bucks you can spend on the internet. I promise you, you will get more value out of it than ten dollars a month. Uh, we are consistently getting comments like on every video, like this one video was worth 10 bucks. Thank you. That is where the vast majority of our subject matter expertise lives for the tactical, practical, nitty gritty stuff is on Patreon. Um, we treat it like a community in a classroom over there. So go check it out. Okay, bear. Um, from Refuge Medical, little company you might have heard me talk about once or twice. The ankle kit is in stock now not pre-order it's in stock and um i have one on my ankle right now you've seen me show it on camera before but i was reading some of the reviews from the ankle kit and uh they're five star reviews and this one jumped out to me this is from lance s who lance thank you i'm gonna hey i'm gonna show you sexy gams on camera look at that Look at it. You can tell Lance doesn't skip leg right there. Look at that guy. He's got good boots, good amount of wear on his boots. You know, he does the things. Look at those socks, right? Like this, we're OSINTing Lance right now. He invests in good socks. Those are good socks right there. They look like some kind of poly wool blend, mid-calf, right? He's clearly wearing jeans that are designed for work. Like Lance doesn't sit around on his ass. He's got his med on one ankle. He's got a pistol on the other. Lance knows what's up. It's good stuff right there, Okay. And Lance said, quality is better than expected. 
I wanted to do a review to say how awesome the quality is. I knew Refuge Medical makes their stuff with top quality, but this ankle kit compared to my Galco ankle glove makes Galco, which is a premium brand, feel like a Condor product. This ankle kit is just amazing and feels bulletproof. Thank you, Lance. Kevin W. said, I wear this kit daily and it really is easy to forget I have it on. For all its functionality, it's very light and fits over my boot well. The only issue is getting my jeans over it when I'm getting ready. Totally worth the money considering what its capabilities are. Added a small light in the extra loop. That's a good idea. Five stars. Chris R. Let's look at Chris's leg too, man. There's, there's Chris. What's up, Chris? We're just showing people's legs on camera today. That's what we do. We're Bear Nation. Right? So Chris, Chris is showing off his sexy gams. Incredible kit. Five stars. Absolutely fantastic IFAC. Current line flight medic has everything you need, nothing you don't. But the biggest part is the comfort. Hardly noticed it was there for both days. I've had it for three days that I wore it. Coaching a high school wrestling tournament, I was up, down, and on the move both of those days, and it was incredibly comfortable without moving or coming out of place. I'd highly recommend this kit to anyone. And, man, they go on and on and on. Ben, ben gave us a good write-up. Kevin W., um yeah so in the words of your brothers and sisters in the reviews the ankle kit is in stock shipping fast um and i've got one on right now right now boom look at this look at this see this guys this right here is genuine ass mud from my front yard okay these are origin pants these are Cobra Threads ice socks right here. Shazam. Look, ankle kit right there. See that? Let me get it in frame. Right there. Get him, homie. Lady Smith. Listen, Lady Smith, you enjoyed that. We all know you enjoyed that, Lady Smith. Come on. It's all right. You don't got to be shy. Boom. Ankle kit. And here's, here's the, the functionality is where it's at. But here is the thing. Look at the screen. Watch this. You watching? Look. It stretches. It has some give. And that's intentional. So that regardless of what you're doing today and every day, it's not going to beat you up. And we iterated the shit out of this thing. The original prototype doesn't look at all like this, not even a little bit. And that's good. That's why we do T&E, because just because we think something's a good idea doesn't mean that it is. And so this one, this was the first one ever. I've been using this thing for months. I have rucked in this thing, done creek crossings in this thing, gone to work at Caleb House with this thing. I've checked it for uh emissions that nobody's tracking my location because this thing goes with me everywhere everywhere and it's got everything you need nothing you don't i got a soft tea tourniquet right here i got a decompression needle i got a sharpie in this pocket right here i've got chest seals a five by nine uh gauze pad flat duct tape i've even i even put a little baggie of band-aids in here because i'm always getting yelled at for not having band-aids and an S-mark bandage, a compression bandage for, like, doing pressure bandage stuff. Boom, right there, S-mark bandage. 
And like all of our other kits, I would recommend, like, if you got to use this kit, I would not be like trying to go shopping for all of your medical stuff out of each individual pouch still attached to your ankle. Rip it off, throw it on the ground next to the casualty, like everything else, because tactical medicine and tactical just means that violence has just happened here. So whether this is tactical emergency casualty care on the civilian side or tactical combat casualty care on the military side, um, it happens in the dirt on the ground. So take your kit off and throw it down on the ground next to the casualty. If you're the casualty, okay, I can get at my own ankle. If I'm working on somebody else, take it off, throw it next to them. And now you can work on the casualty. And then in this pocket right here, this one here, I have got, what do I got in here? I have combat gauze right there for wound packing. And also cool guy pocket right here. What's my cool guy pocket? A lighter in a bright color so that if I drop it in the woods, I can find it again. And more combat gauze. Why? Wound packing with hemostatics. If I gotta, if I gotta stop a bleed, I've got combat gauze on me. Because that's that shit's really hard to make out of nowhere. If I have to have a hemostatic, I've got it. But in the ankle kit, I've got combat gauze got a pair of refuge gloves right here i've got some compressed gauze for wound packing and i've got my flat duct tape and it all just lives on your ankle man and it's um made in america guaranteed forever shipping fast and loaded loaded not just the not just the piece of nylon the whole kit it's 160 bucks like all of it like all in man all of it 160 bucks. I think that's pretty damn reasonable, honestly, considering you're getting a blowout kit that's better equipped than like the Marine Corps is issuing right now. Um, and it goes with you everywhere. And it's freaking thin, man. Thin doesn't weigh much, like a pound, maybe. So you guys can check that out, refugemedical.com. Of course, the bear fact is uh, in stock and shipping fast. We've really streamlined our manufacturing processes to like try and never be out of stock on the bear fact it still happens occasionally but um it is in stock so if you need one of these whoosh, right here you can get this at refugemedical.com it's the only freaking ifac on the planet designed to work the entirety of the march algorithm straight up that you can buy right now as a civilian straight up everything you need nothing you don't set up Per priority of care. Boom. Boom. Actually organized. Because time. This is the stuff I need right now. Massive bleeding stuff. The next after that, it's right back here. Airway and respiratory. That's the next. The next clock that's burning after massive bleeding is airway respiratory. My airway, 5 by 9s burn tech dressing, chest seals, right? And then everything else. This is the stuff down here that's less likely to kill me. Okay? So that's the bear fact. You guys have seen the bear fact before. That Tell dead. What? Tell them about the ruckus. Why? Coming up. Nobody, nobody wants to go to Fort Smith, Arkansas, March 8th through 10th, 2024. Nobody wants to go there. Nobody wants to raise funds for anti human trafficking. 
nobody wants to see all the guest speakers and participate in all the classes and, and, and vend with the vendors and be at the book signings and the photo opportunities on Friday. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to come to Shabbat on Saturday and do a massive Midrash Bible study with 100, 200 of their closest friends and participate in worship music and hang out with you know me and others from the internet that you've probably met. Nobody wants to do that. And certainly nobody wants to go four or 5K ruck through downtown Fort Smith, Arkansas, Sunday morning to raise awareness and funds for Caleb House so that we can fight you know human trafficking and restore kiddos. Nobody, nobody wants to go to refugeruckus.com and sign up. And nobody, especially, wants to email events at calebhouse.org with any of the questions that they have. So why would I even talk about the ruckus? I don't know. You know? I don't know. Like. Oh, you forgot about virtually rucking. Oh, nobody wants to be a remote rucker either. Yeah. Zero people want to sign up to do their own remote ruck. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's less than a month away. Right. Yeah. It's like, what, 28 days away. So, like, nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to be a remote rucker. Nobody wants to get their T-shirt in the mail from Caleb House for a remote rucker. Why? Why would they do that? This whole thing's dumb. What a bad idea. Definitely don't go to refugeruckus.com. You don't want to be stupid like the rest of us. You know what I mean? Does anyone know if civilians can acquire concertina wire? Well, Montana Mike, you know what? I'm not even going to answer that question. There's a Google for that. I'm just, just, yeah. Is Shabbat a shared meal? Define shared meal. I think at the ruckus. Oh, at the ruckus? Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's an events at calebhouse.org question. I believe um, I believe that uh, a local ministry here is providing meals on Shabbat for us, which is super cool. Which is super cool because it's Shabbat. Like, you do no work. Nobody else does any work. And they're like, yeah, well, <laughs> we're, we like what you're about. You're not paying us. We just want to bless you with food on Shabbat. I'm like, that's super cool. But I, I believe that it is. But events at calebhouse.org. So... Um, lastly, I told you grindstone ministries, grindstoneministries.com is going broke. Praise. Yeah. We are, our, our war chest is, is little right now. And our war chest is little because of the progress that we've been making at Caleb house. And so, um, you know, if you want to support what we're about, you can visit grindstoneministries.com and or calebhouse.org. And if you need a Bible to uh, read, then you can totally 100% go to grindstoneministries.com, link in the description, and either buy a Bible at our cost, like no markup, or uh, I'll send you one for free. You just got to click the button there on the website. Simple as that. And um, let's see, calebhouse.org. I told you guys about that. Hey, I did the Daniel 11 video yesterday for those who have been playing along in the home game. Y'all, it might be the longest Bible video I've ever done. It's like an hour and a half long. All of your Daniel videos have not been short. Yeah, that's a good word. All of my Daniel videos have not been short. It's because in the Bible, if Daniel was a location, Daniel would be a steakhouse. 
and because it's full of meat. And Daniel 11 is like somewhere between a 48-ounce bone-in tomahawk ribeye and a 44-ounce porterhouse. It's a lot. Um, And I will show you. These are my 66 pages of notes with a cover sheet on them from Daniel 11 and 12. 66 pages. Um, So... That's coming if you're one of those people who's into that. Daniel 11 is coming. And there's there's a lot here. And I appreciate you all very much who are following along in the Bible series. Because uh, I... Uh, thank you, Phil. I don't know if you guys know this. Um, I had one person commented. And they, they, weren't, they weren't being a jerk. So I'm not saying that they were. Um, but they said, basically, like I, I had to unsubscribe for a while because of all the religious stuff and the Bible talks. And I'm like, okay, you do you homie. It, like, and no, I got no hatred for you. No disdain, but guys, I got ordained as a pastor last October not to call me to something new in recognition of what I was already doing. And you might not know this, but I don't have this pastor shit all figured out. I'm still trying to figure it out. But a pretty obvious thing is like, read the Bible, right? Like, if you're going to be a pastor, you should probably read the Bible. And so that is a course of action, a line of effort that I have not capitulated on And as a result, I think the Bible videos are becoming more and more and more meaty. And that's okay. Um, I think everybody should be reading their Bible. And if you're still on the milk, that's okay too. I just like meat, literal and figurative. I like the meat and I want to know the why. How does this interconnect and why does it relate to us? And what was the father telling us to do here and um, how does this play into the prophecies of Messiah? And how does this dovetail with the words of Moshe as given to him by Yahuwah or Elohim, the Lord our God? Um, you know, I've just, I'm doing the best I know how to do with this pastor thing. And I'm still a work in progress, believe it or not. I did not, did not become holy and perfect when that anointing oil hit my forehead. Um, I am still a work in progress like the rest of y'all, and I'm just doing my best to read this Bible. And uh, I've noticed the Bible videos are getting longer and longer and longer. And I'm sorry that I'm not sorry. So (laughs) if you need a Bible to follow along with, go to Grindstone Ministries. Tell me where to send you one. I will. Um. And if you are convicted by the Spirit to uh, participate in what we're doing with Caleb House, calebhouse.org, we are, I am, I don't, I won't speak for everybody else in the organization. I'll speak for me. I am thrilled and excited and also filled with trepidation all at the same time for what we're doing in Caleb House because, man, we are like earnestly in it. We're like getting stuff done and it's great. 
And um, we have one-seventh the amount of money required to do this. But it's like loaves and fishes, man. Feed the people. We got five loaves and two fish. Cool. I said feed the people. Tracking. Because um, it's not faith if you have everything you need to do the job and you know how it ends. That's not faith. Faith is just being obedient and walking in what you've been told to do. Um, someone in here needs to hear the proverb of the dike. Yeah. But we're doing it. And if you'd like to partner with us in the doing of, you know where to find us. GrindstoneMinistries.com, CalebHouse.org. Links are in the description. Let's talk to the creator of the universe. And then I'm going to figure out what we're going to have for breakfast around here. Locked in street racing, you're just in time. There is no late, you're just in time. Good morning, Father Yah. Father, thank you for being awesome. Thank you for allowing us to wake up again today. Thank you for being sovereign over all things. For bringing forth bread from the earth, Father, and giving us our daily bread. You are amazing and we love you. Father, help us serve you. Help us have the depth of faith required to do the things that seem hard to us or impossible to us, but to you are nothing. Father, give us our little mustard seed of faith that we would do the commands you've, or do the things you've convicted us to do, to follow your commands to walk in your ways, to be a light, to minister to people, to reach out into the dark places and help people, not because we're awesome, because you're awesome. Father, remember us today as we do our absolute best to remember you and walk in the example set forth by Messiah. Thank you for the atoning sacrifice of his blood that we could be made whole again and come home again. Father, all my brothers and sisters out there who are going through some stuff, I pray that you'd be with them, that you'd remember them and make your face to shine upon them, and that we would count it all joy as we fall into these various trials, whatever they might be, and that even though the world sucks, that this would be an opportunity to build witness and testimony and to remain rooted in you, to remember your faithfulness and your goodness and your righteousness and that you really are a loving Father and that all things work together for good for you. Father, give us strength, power, and authority in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach to be your hands and feet. Pour out your spirit on all flesh for wisdom and discernment. Father, give us peace that surpasses all understanding. Speak to us in ways that we can understand. Remember, we're just little. We don't know what we're doing half the time. So thank you for your mercies. For your forgiveness. Thank you for loving us even though we're just dumb sometimes willfully ignorant sometimes 
behave badly, knowingly, sometimes. And you love us anyway. Father, thank you for this time. Father, make your face smile upon these people today. And we will do our absolute best to give you a good reason to smile. To remember to walk in your covenants. To be a good witness out there in the world. To let our light shine. And I ask all these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. That's the number one tool in our toolkit that we've got. And I hope that you would remember that today. That uh, when the world tries to kick your ass, our daddy's a warrior. And he's bigger and better and better than anything the world could possibly try and throw at us. And we are not helpless. We are blessed. And there's nothing you can do to me or say to me or take away from me that's going to diminish how awesome my father is. You just got to remember that. And then everything else, well, everything else is just playtime and make-believe, right? Like there's only one reality and it's Yah. Everything else is make-believe. I hope you all have an awesome day. I appreciate y'all. And I will see you when I see you. Shalom.